Hello and welcome to the Humura Show, a podcast hosted by me, Humura Ruth. I hope you're doing great. I hope you're doing lovely. And if it's not going well for you, take it to the Lord in prayer. Now, welcome to today's episode. I am excited to do this one. <laughs> I really am. So today's episode is about Uganda at the Olympics. We're going to look at, you know, what Uganda has so far achieved at the Olympics. And some people from our Olympics team here in Uganda. I am really excited. You know something about us? I think I had it in a song. There's a song that says that, um, it okay, generalizes it. It says that in Africa... Uh, our child is not raised by, you know, just their parents. They're raised by the entire village. So when one person is successful, everyone just, you know, joins in and joins in and celebrates as though they were there, you know, when the child was being nursed, as though they were there when, you know, the child was being bathed or fed. But it's it's just like that. So when, you know, someone in Uganda does something big on an international level, even nationwide, we really, really celebrate them. I think if you're Ugandan, you can identify with this. I remember um, when Stephen Kepertich won in London gold, 2012 London Summer Olympics, I think. We were so overjoyed. He came back here. I think he met the president and, and, you know, he got these big deals with, you know, telecommunication companies being sponsored. And he was, I remember he endorsed a, a type of aqua CP water. That's a, a brand of water here in Uganda. And I just wanted to drink that water because Stephen Kiprotich, I think he was the one, he was on that water bottle. He was walking on it. And it was just such a proud moment for, for us Ugandans. And I think Akwasipi is really sold until, you know, they stopped, you know, paying him to endorse the brand. But it's just that big. When um, uh, Abenacho won Miss World Africa, the I think the Miss World pageant, you know, when she came back to Kampala, she met the president and it was such a huge deal. In fact, she set up a foundation and she's such a huge deal right here. It's uh, for us, we really, really celebrate. Like when someone does something, it's a nationwide celebration. I don't know about what, how it's done in other countries, but we're so proud of our people. And I also think it's because we don't have that many people, you know, making it so big out there. Maybe they are there, but we don't know them. But for us, you know, the few times, the few opportunities that we get to compete in a wild stage or that we get to showcase how good we are, and, you know, it makes us really proud. It makes us really happy. And not just the people who who watch a sport or the people who, who are close to the person who has won, but the entire country. I am not joking. I don't know how many people in Uganda really pay attention to Miss World, you know, or Miss Universe, those pageants. But when Lea Kataga, I've forgotten, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. When she was in the top 10, I remember the very first time in Miss World, we were so proud of her and she was everywhere. This time around when Abenacho, you know, um, the previous pageant, not the one that just happened, the previous one before that, when she won, oh my God, it was such a huge celebration and not a lot of people here watch that. Uh, not, not a lot of people watch Miss World here, trust me, or Miss Universe. Um, it's just... But it's such a huge moment for us. So today we're going to look at Uganda at the Olympics and I'm going to celebrate it like a Ugandan would. I'm just really proud. Anyway, thanks for staying by. Before we get into the show... Hey, sorry for the interruption. But if you love Zihumara Show, thank you so much. 
And by any chance, if you love motorsport, then you love my two new podcasts that are dedicated to motorsport. I have a podcast called ZF1 Amateur that is dedicated to Formula One motorsport. And I also have a podcast dedicated to Formula E motorsport called Z Formula E Podcast. Pretty exciting, isn't it? Now, if you'd love to listen to any episode from these motorsport podcasts, just go to your favorite podcasting platform or where you're listening to Zihu Marshall from and type in ZF1 Amateur or type in Z Formula E Podcast. It's that easy. Or you can even Google ZF1 Amateur Podcast or Z Formula E Podcast if you're interested in Formula One and Formula E Sports. Now, let's go back to the show. All right, welcome back from that quick break. Now, let's get into the Olympics. So Uganda participates only in the Summer Games or the Summer Olympic Games, or you may know them as the Games of the Olympiad. We don't participate in the Winter Olympic Games. Um, I think that's explanatory, I think. This is my understanding, because the Winter Olympic Games, is um, they compete in like skiing, ice hockey, snowboarding, and all of those things we don't exactly have. We don't have snow here. It's not exactly. We don't have snow here, apart from, I think, the top, or the top, the top of Mount Renzori, I think it's above the snow line, so there's snow there. But we don't exactly, we don't have snow. I don't know why I keep saying exactly. We don't have snow here, so we don't actually get to participate. We don't practice such games like ice hockey or uh, snowboarding. So that's I think that's why we don't do the Winter Olympic Games. What we do is the Summer Olympic Games or the Games of the Olympiad. They are a major international multi-sport event that is normally held once every four years. I think with the exception of this one due to the COVID pandemic. Now, Uganda first, first participated at the Olympic Games in 1956 and uh, has since participated in every Summer Olympic Game except for 1976. That was the Summer Olympics that were held in Montreal, Canada. And I remember, twin, I don't remember, I wasn't there, but 29 countries, mostly African countries, boycotted the 1976 Summer Olympics when the International Olympic Committee refused to ban New Zealand after the New Zealand national rugby team had toured South Africa in defiance of the United Nations call for a sporting embargo of the country. So a good number of countries didn't participate then, and we also didn't participate then in the 1976 Summer Olympics. But ever since then, we have made appearances. We have made appearances in 1956, 1960, 1964, 1968, 1972, 1976, 1980, 1984, 1988, 1992, We've had a number of athletes go there and we'll look at the athletes that have participated in the Olympics. But so far, when it comes to the athletics, we have won three gold medals, one silver medal, two bronze medals. So that's six medals in total. When it comes to boxing, we've won three silver medals, one bronze medal. So those are four medals in total. Maybe if you don't understand, okay, I think everybody understands. But anyway, if you don't, in, all, in each Olympic event, gold medals are awarded for first place, silver medals are awarded for second place, and bronze medals 
are awarded for third place. So we might not be creme de la creme, but like I said before, we are super proud of ourselves when we achieve something big or and as phenomenal as you know winning gold at the olympics or just being able to participate now our very first win was in mexico at the summer games in 1968 we had 11 athletes but we managed to win one silver and one bronze medal so in total we had two medals in 1968 and we were ranked 38th then the next games that were held in 1972 in Munich, Germany, we had 33 athletes participate and we won only one gold and one silver medal. At the time, we were ranked 24th. In 1976, we didn't participate in the summer games in Montreal. Like I said before, we were boycotting. We came back in 1980 for the summer games in Moscow with only 13 athletes and we managed to win one silver medal. That year, we were ranked 32nd. In 1996, in Atlanta, with 10 athletes, we won one bronze medal and we were ranked the 71st. In London, 2012, with 15 athletes, we won one gold medal and one bronze medal. We were ranked 58th. In 2020, for the Tokyo Games, which are still ongoing, in 2021, um, we have sent 25 athletes and so far we have won one gold medal, one silver medal, and one bronze medal. So we don't exactly, we can't tell our rankings right now because the Olympic Games are still going on. And I don't know if you would like to know this, but anyway, the next Olympic Games will be held in Paris in 2024, thereafter Los Angeles in 2028, and in Brisbane, Australia in 2032. And the athletes who won in 1968 Mexico, that was um, Evidad Mukwanga. He won boxing, men's bantam weight. In 1968, still in Mexico City, it was Leo Ra Wongo who won men's boxing, men's flyweight. In 1972 in Munich, it was John Aki Bua who won athletics. He won um, gold for men's 400 meter hurdles. In that same year, 1972, Leah Rawongo won silver for boxing, men's flyweight, like he had done in 1968. I thought he's a pretty good boxer, yeah? In 1980, in Moscow for the Summer Games, it was John Mugabe who won silver for us in boxing, that's in men's welterweight. In 1996, 1996, it was Demis Kamoga who won bronze for us in athletics in men's 400 meters. In 2012 in London, it was Stephen Kipotich who won gold for us in men's marathon. In 2020, which is still ongoing at Tokyo, recently, just a few days back, Peruth Chemtai won gold for us in women's 3,000 meters steeplechase. And 2020 still Tokyo, Joshua Cheptenge won silver um, for men's 10,000 meters and Jacob Kiplimo won bronze for 2020 Tokyo as well for men's 10,000 meters. So we're still doing pretty good. I want to look at some of my favorite athletes really. We start with Stephen Kepertich. I don't know if you knew this but he's the youngest of seven children and he comes from a family of subsistence farmers in Kapuchora district. That's near Uganda Kenya border. I think I told you this before. By the way, if you've not subscribed to the podcast, please do and leave a review. It greatly helps. But I did a podcast on the Sabini people of Uganda. 
because a lot of the times when people think about you know people that come from that far side in the east they'll think of you know something else other than you know the good work that they do when you look at uh actually our olympics team in uganda i think 95 percent of the people in the olympics team the runners are from that part of the country and that's because in fact this is a world fact the best runners in the world are from the kalenjin ethnic group that ethnic group is located in western kenya and eastern uganda so they sit around that border that's where you find the sabinis that's where you find i, I don't really know other tribes there i'm really sorry for being this ignorant of that but yes so those tribes they are really fast runners and anyway they grew up in the mountains in the hills and they are just very naturally talented at running if you look at our gold medalists and okay the people who have won medals for us at the summer olympic games we have steven kiprotich we have peruth chemtai joshua cheptenge jacob kiplimo they all come from that area so rest assured if you ever want to be an olympic runner i think you'd go and live there it would be really great for you and it's very beautiful as well it's very beautiful there so yeah kiprotich um comes from there uganda kenya border and as a child, Stephen missed three years of elementary school because he had an undiagnosed illness. And then he later quit athletics when he had begun it to concentrate on school. Then when he turned 17, he quit school again and moved to Eldorot, Eldoret region in Kenya in the Rift Valley to train for the marathon, to train for a marathon that he had coming. So that's where it all started. He was really putting in his time with athletics and with school as well and yeah he's one of my favorites honestly this is a very fast because in 2012 i was becoming more alert after before 2012 i was really young but seeing stephen keeper teach do what he did in london that was very inspiring and by the way he started two years of age and he comes from kapuchora district in uganda so he runs he usually is a long distance runner I don't know why I say it usually, but he does long distance running. Now, let's go to someone else who's very inspiring. Her name is Peruth Chemitai. In fact, when she won gold, my aunt called me and said, Oh my God, she has part of your name in her name. And I was like, Oh God, this is so, <laughs> this is so Ugandan to do. Like I said, we celebrate a lot and we just, I don't know. It's always nice to feel to feel connected, even in the slightest, you know, distant way to someone who's successful or someone who's done you proud as a country. And I think that's where it came from with my aunt. But anyway, at 22 years of age, Peruth Chemtai is Uganda's first female Olympic gold medalist. I don't know how these people do it at such a young age. They set records, they break them. Anyway, records are meant to be broken. But wow, I wonder what I'm going to do in my lifetime because I feel like I'm already past 22 years and does that make me old? <laughs> but oh, so she's a Ugandan steeplechase runner and um, she just won gold at the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo in the women's 3000 meters steeplechase race, which made her the first Ugandan woman to ever win an Olympic medal. And she comes from Bukwa district. Now, Bukwa district is located on Mount Elgon, still in the eastern part of the country, like I said, where the best runners come from. Now, let's move to Joshua Cheptenge, who is also an inspiration of mine. He was born in 1996, a younger than, no, he's older than me. 
<laughs> so you can now tell my age. Oh my god, I've always wanted to keep it a secret. But yes, he was born in 1996 in Kapchora district, again, where the best runners in the world come from. And in primary school, he first played football, then tried out long jump, triple jump, but then switched to running when he discovered he's much better in distance running. And I have to say this, this when you see long jump and that triple jump done by people from Eastern Uganda and Western Kenya, it is mind-blown i mean they could jump over me it's not that i'm that short but they really really jump really high i seen i saw once a youtube video i think you should look for it if you're interested look for um is it called long jump and high jumpers from kenya western kenya and eastern uganda they can jump really really high they can jump over people i don't know how they do it but they really really jump very high so um Jeptenge is um actually from Captura, as I said before, and he does long distance running and he also won medals for us. He started out at the 2014 World Junior Championships, but before that he was also doing running as well. In fact, he's the 10th man in 10th man in history to hold the 5,000 meters and 10,000 meter world records concurrently, which he both set in 2020. Now, isn't that inspiring? And here's something else that blew my mind. I think this is why one of the reasons I also really, really became such a huge fan of his. Have a lovely, lovely, lovely week. Um, He, I think, which year was that? This year, actually, 25th February, around that time, news, we got news that 24-year-old Joshua Cheptengai Cheptenge had been nominated for the Loverse World Sports Award in the category of Sportsman of the Year. He was nominated alongside Lewis Hamilton from Formula One, LeBron James from Basketball, Rafael Nadal, Robert Lewandowski, and Amand Duplantis. So, I'm telling you, he is really good. I think it for me, it's such an honor that he was nominated alongside them. Lewis Hamilton took the award, but the fact that he was nominated along such big names, Lewis, Rafael Nadal, LeBron James, oh my goodness, and he's a 24-year-old sitting among us. Them. These guys have been doing what they're doing for such a long time. Lewis Hamilton is close to 40. LeBron James is not young. Rafael Nadal, I don't want to keep going on, but it was... I was very inspired. They are very young people and they're doing very, very big things at such an age. When you look at also, um, let's look at Jacob Kiplimo, who also is from Bukwa district. That's where Mount Elgon is. Now, Jacob Kiplimo is 20 years of age and he just won a medal at um, the Olympic Games. And I, I don't know what to tell you because, oh my God, he was born in 2000. That's really young. That's really young. And he's a Ugandan long-distance runner. He competes in track running events. And I just am blown away by how much they do, how much they're able to achieve at such a young age. And uh, he's also a member of the Sebei ethnic group. He grew up in Buko on Mount Elgon, living at the high altitudes. At the age of 15 years, he won the 10,000 meters bronze medal at the 2016 IAF World U20 Championships behind fellow East Africans Rogers Kwemoy and Aaron Kifil. But I don't understand. I mean, I'm blown away by how good these guys are. And I know I am such a huge, huge fan because I'm Ugandan and the Ugandan as well. Or I don't know. But I'm just also inspired and really, really proud of my country and proud of my countrymen for doing this and for the people who push them because i know 
like we always say here it takes a village you know to raise a child to 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 get someone ready and i know he has support from his family from the coaches for from the government and wow thank you to everybody but yeah so it was today's episode was quite like this i don't know i had to describe it. it was just me being proud of you know associated being proud of being ugandan i think i should say yeah and i hope you enjoyed it i hope you had a great time otherwise let me know what you think what you think of this podcast you can leave a comment on whatever podcast player you're using or you can find me on social media my handles are on instagram at zhumara show and on twitter at humara ruth i'll be more than glad to hear from you or maybe you should let me know has your country won any medals at the olympic games